Welcome to the Succeed with Content Strategy podcast, the show that shares knowledge and insights into applying content strategy principles to your marketing and professional efforts. I'm your host, Rebecca Stewart, content strategist, content strategy coach, and co-founder of Content Academy. In this podcast, I share the latest trends and get the inside scoop from business owners, marketers, and content strategy professionals on how their content is propelling them forward. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and let's start learning how we can succeed with content strategy. Before we start the episode, I have a couple of questions for you. Are you a marketer tasked with starting and managing your organization's blog? Are you a writer who wants to become an exceptional digital copywriter? Or are you a content strategist or content strategist wannabe trying to stay on top of the latest trends and best practices? Stay motivated and find content strategy success by joining the Succeed with Content Strategy cohort sponsored by Content Academy. You'll be part of a diverse group of professionals who face a common challenge, developing the best content strategy to achieve business or career goals. As a member of the cohort, you'll have opportunities to learn from leaders in the field, ask fellow cohort members their opinions on ideas, trends, and challenges, and support others as we all try to make the internet a better, more organized space, all through content. The most exciting part about this cohort is we're offering free enrollment from September to December of 2018. We're kicking off the cohort with those who understand the value of camaraderie, support, and community. To learn more about the cohort and to join for free, visit succeedwithcontentstrategy.com and use the promo code SUCCEED. Welcome to the Succeed with Content Strategy podcast. In this seventh episode, we're talking about visual design. Now, remember, content isn't just about words. It includes images, visuals, and infographics that visual designers can create to bring a message to life. While it's important to have the right information on your digital experience, it's equally important to have beautiful visual design to make it easy to view, easy to read, and comprehend all of the information that you're providing. Whether you're a small business owner, blogger, marketer, copywriter, or content strategist, it's important that you understand how you can support visual designers so you get the digital experience that accurately portrays your brand and guides your audience through their journey. So in this episode, I interview Jamie Brizolara. She's a visual designer that I partner with for my clients. We spend the time talking about her process and how she uses content strategy to achieve a design her clients love. After listening to the interview, you'll come away with understanding of how you play a role in making sure your visual designer can meet your expectations. Remember, if you like this episode and you want to hear more, please subscribe to the podcast. Also, I'd love to hear about your experience working with visual designers. You can share your experience by following me on Facebook at Succeed with Content Strategy. Today we're talking about what content strategists, bloggers, anyone who is dealing with a digital experience needs to know about visual design. And today I have with me a very wonderful person who I've been working with. Her name's Jamie Brizolara. Talk about finding great people. So I put a word out saying, hey, I need some visual designers to help with my agency, Content RS, making content real simple. And one of my copywriters recommended Jamie. And it's been just a pleasure working with Jamie. 
having that content strategy and being able to, she brings it to life. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Jamie. Jamie, welcome to the podcast. That was very nice of you to say all that. Oh, it's so true. Can you give a brief intro about yourself, how long you've been a visual designer, what type of projects you work on and things like that? I have been doing this for 20 years now, which is kind of scary. (laughs) (laughs) I started off at an architecture firm, actually, in their retail and branding department. So doing a lot of everything from kind of logo work to environment design for workplace, for retail, exhibit work, things like that. And then I moved on to another in-house health club that had an in-house design department there. So I kind of did all of their stuff from website to print to their environmental signage and things like that. And then I moved back to Chicago and I started freelancing. So I've just kind of been freelancing in Chicago since about 2005. And I just love working on a variety of different projects. So I still kind of do everything from logo work to websites. And every once in a while, I get a little bit of environmental work here and there for exhibits and things like that. So that's kind of my backstory. Maybe you can clarify what environmental work means. So I've done a lot of exhibit work. So here in Chicago, there's I'm going to just use one example. It would be Neocon, which is yeah. a show that comes to yeah. the Merchandise Mart. And for quite some time, I had a client, Johnson Knight. They're a flooring company. And I would do their exhibit. Sometimes it would travel from this location at the Merchandise Mart to other locations. So we'd have to adapt their exhibit design to go from, you know, the low ceiling of the Merchandise Mart to huge ceiling of Jacob Javits Center or something like that. So it's basically taking their product and turning it into an experience that you can walk through and, you know, learn about each of the different products. So we would really try to immerse people in the whole design. So I would work with their team and then also, you know, they had writers and stuff in house. And then I would work with the construction installation company that would actually create the entire thing. I would say, okay, this is my idea. I can do the drawings. And now you can kind of figure out how we, how we can build this and make it work. So that is a perfect example. As you were describing that, I kept thinking, that's a content strategy of what's that message? And then each of the, for the customer journey, what do I need to say in this experience? What do I need to, it's not only what you have to say, but it's how do you visualize this? What do they need to learn? And so that's one of the things that when you and I spoke, when we were talking about this podcast is, You said you've never worked with content strategists before. Well, I did a little bit of research. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I think that content strategists have existed always, but that term hasn't necessarily been in place. It's, you know, been something different, I guess. But yeah, I mean, like I have, but not in the same capacity as somebody who is, their title is actually a content strategist. You are so right. And it's, again, it just constantly shows how, so many people are doing content strategy without realizing it. Mm-hmm. And it's so attainable. And I think in my podcast with Katie, who is one of our writers for Content RS, I had mentioned for people who can do content strategy, you don't need any special learning skills or computer skills. But for a visual designer, you can't, I can't just all of a sudden become a visual designer. And so you need that skill. So I'd like to talk about then 
that experience that you had. For content strategists out there, and this is also for bloggers, for marketers who are working with visual designers, is understanding the process. How do we provide the information for you? So I'm going to be, I'm just one more point here before we get into your insight. But everything that you were saying, I kept thinking, oh, what's the message? What's the voice? What's the tone? And so there's such an integration between content strategists and creatives. Yep. So it's like, who's supposed to be doing what? So let's just think about this all as a content strategist. So when you were thinking about those projects then, how did you go through that process of understanding how to come up with a great design? I think a lot of times it should always start with writing and content and going over things with the client and finding out what they want to convey in terms of the message, whether that's provided by the client, which in often cases it is because they don't hire a content strategist or they don't have that in place at their you know, organization. But if they are lucky enough to realize that they need one, <laughs> then you know they have that kind of in place. So the starting with the content, starting with the writing words to understand what we need to visualize is definitely the place to start. I always, like when I work on logos, which I oftentimes do by myself, always have a conversation with the client. I have a, my list of questions. Even, you know, like as far as their personality goes, what they want to convey, how they want to convey it. What, what are your favorite colors? What colors do you hate? Things like that. So I think all that stuff is really important in terms of a starting point, but getting the content in place so that we as prep designers know how to kind of take that and visually create hierarchy and, you know, kind of lead the audience in the right direction visually throughout the messaging is super important. You bring up a really good point there that not all visual designers are going to have access to a content strategist. You have to be a content strategist. When you were being taught this in school, was that always that those questions that you asked? Is that pretty standard that visual designers go through? No. No? Okay. <laughs> when I've gotten feedback from clients, a lot of it has been that I delve a little bit deeper into the process than other designers would. And that was something just not necessarily that you learn in school, but the school that I went to had a co-op program. So we worked for three months and we went to school for three months. And not having had that like real world experience, I think would have been detrimental. So just, you know, being kind of thrown into that work situation also Having the, I guess, diverse background that I have helped me kind of to move in a certain direction as opposed to just, you know, be a designer. I approach projects from a completely, I think, different angle than a lot of other designers might. Yeah. And that's, you make a good point that content isn't just about words too. It's the images, the colors. I love that you talk about the personality, because as content strategists, we're constantly trying to understand what is your brand voice so it's consistent throughout. So when you're presenting this information and when you worked with the client that says you were a little bit more in-depth, did you find that that project ended up being faster? Was it spot on earlier in the process? You know, How does that differ from when you don't go as in-depth? Oh, I, I mean, I do that that's just kind of how I approach <laughs> projects. So it's it's not just like on a one-time basis. That's just kind of how I operate. Just because you can't do a good job, you can't be successful in the you know what you're producing unless you fully understand the client, the product, 
the brand. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we work on together is looking for imagery for websites. And one of the things as content strategists, as far as agency, in my experience, the content strategists have never been involved with searching for images and which is still, it's, I feel early on the process when we're creating content strategy, we need to work with the visual designer to say, hey, listen, here's their brand voice. This is the type of imagery we should be thinking about. Do you agree? So I would love to understand how visual designers go about searching for the right images from the sites that you use, because this is helpful for small business owners, for bloggers, content strategists who are out on their own, and so forth. So I'd love to know how you find the right image. That, I think everybody thinks that takes, you know, 20 minutes to do, (laughs) but you can go down rabbit holes looking for imagery. Sometimes it's not very easy, and it also depends on what the client's budget is. I mean, you, again, start off with the strategy, the voice, the messaging, the mission of the brand itself. I typically would do like two different concepts. So take one concept from, you know, maybe it's something conservative and then the other one is a little bit more edgy. So just, you know, like doing two different searches based on that. And then, I mean, I would just start by using keywords that have to do with their business organization to begin with. Or in the case with one of the last projects we worked on, we were doing, you know, more textural, more background sort of imagery that you can kind of use, I guess, a little bit looser guidelines for searches. I mean, it's kind of, in a way, a crapshoot. <laughs> you know, like you start off like kind of guessing on what a search might result with, and then you can kind of narrow it down based on the results that you're getting. Because some of the stocks, if you're looking for stock websites, not all of that is going to provide you with great results, but you might find a keyword that's working a little bit better. And then you go and search that, I guess. Keywords. Everyone uses them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's where, so the process, you're right about the timing. It can take forever. And I think most of the projects I'm on, the very first image we show on the homepage in the hero space, the client doesn't like it. So there's that challenge of it's so subjective and it's a constant struggle. And also one of the things I want content strategists and visual designers to know, understand that this is a partnership. So what's a challenge is when we come up with a strategy for a website design, you know, we may say, oh, we want all these images, but the client may not have those images. So we have to go out and take images or we have to find the images. So we even have to know what those sizings are and things like that. So from your perspective, from being able to provide that information, how much do you really focus on sizing and provide that information? Do you provide that to your clients? Because I know when when you're not working as a freelancer, so are you providing all that info? Yeah, and working with the web developer too, because that also comes from them. (laughs) So Ah. for websites, definitely, you know, if I'm doing a project, then that would be based on, you know, the, whatever we decide that size is, then yes, I would provide one of my clients actually does a lot of larger format posters. And this client is in Texas and we've been struggling to kind of communicate with, they use a couple different photographers just to making, you know, making sure, okay, Hey, these are the actual sizes that we need. Could you please continue to give us, you know, images that we can use and enlarge to, you know, the size of a truck or, you know, something like that. Like, A lot of that stuff, when a photographer is really used to shooting for a smaller format print work, not thinking of it in terms of 
we're going to eventually need to enlarge this to literally the size of a truck so we can wrap a truck in an image without it looking all pixelated. So there's just that type of communication between the client and then if the client has their own photographer and then if the client has multiple photographers and different vendors and things like that. So there's a lot of coordination and communication that needs to happen. <laughs> I would love to get your take on that communication when you have a client who doesn't understand the technical aspects of this. How do you stay calm? How do you, it's just like going back, oh, just go find a picture. It's, you know, and when they come back and say, well, it took you two hours to do that. So how do you, over the past 20 years that you've evolved into being a great communicator, can you give some tips? I did not used to be as calm as I am now, and I probably am lucky that I work in my own home. (laughs) (laughs) I can kind of, you know, take a walk after a weird situation happens. It's difficult when people don't necessarily understand what's going on and their expectations are, you know, why can't you do that? The clients that I've been working with recently have also been eager to learn. So that is definitely a plus. I usually try to type out specifications for them, you know, and say moving, this didn't work this time. So moving forward, we just need to make sure that we have to follow these kind of standards if we want to get imagery that can work for this through this. (laughs) It takes time. I mean, I didn't used to be able to communicate this well with clients. I would get frustrated and, you know, you just learn throughout the course of your career. And not everybody is the same either. So, you know, one person as in a client might just still not quite get it. And you're just going to have to deal with what they're handing you and just roll with it. (laughs) Right. Well, that's what we had. We work with a client together, fabulous client, and we just couldn't get the color right. And I think feedback is so important, especially with content strategists who are the go-between between the client and the visual designer, is we have to get clear feedback, not just, oh, that color's not bright, because it's the way that we interpret because that's so subjective, we all interpret that differently. And so it was that I know you just, you were very thoughtful in your answers and providing, here's a lot of different color samples. And so it's going over and above of trying to explain it. She ended up being very happy with what you came up with. So it worked. It just took a little bit of time. And I think that's where it's, if you're a content strategist out there doing your own freelancing, creating your own websites for clients, Keep that in mind with timing. I mean, I just did a logo that probably took four months. Should have taken three weeks, four weeks, maybe. But (laughs) because it is so subjective and that is such a personal thing, it was a gentleman who was starting his own business and it was the first time he had dealt with me as a designer and, you know, going through all the questions that I went through. He didn't necessarily know how to answer things to give me the amount of information that I needed to do my job properly. So it's kind of like, you know, pulling teeth, you know, can you give me a little bit more of this? Can you give me a little bit more of this? And then at the end, it went on for so long because he was afraid to hurt my feelings (laughs) (laughs) by giving me, you know, constructive criticism. And so there was that aspect of it. And then there was also the aspect of, the colors, you know, it wasn't quite what he was thinking they would be. And 
everybody's so quick to go to email, so quick to, you know, look at things on their computer screen or on their phones. Well, try printing it out or take a look at the color samples I sent you. Like, because you're getting business cards that will be printed, you need to look at the actual tangible piece of information in front of you as opposed to just looking at what's on the screen. So there was this disconnect there too, which I, that was the first time I had encountered that, but that was kind of an interesting experience for me. And we had a couple heart to hearts, you know, just, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> I need that type of feedback in order to, you know, do my job. Right. And that's where I think helping clients understand how to provide that feedback is so important and what to expect. And it goes back to, it's like, did he really have a, a strategy then? Did he understand what his message was? That's one thing to keep in mind is a lot of organizations, they don't even know what their brand voice is or yeah. you know, who they want to be. So it's taking that time to figure that out is key. Absolutely. And he didn't. And despite all the teeth pulling, he wanted to separate himself from his competition initially, which I mean, in the industry that he was in, there was no doubt he was going to just he himself, his personality was completely set apart from everybody else, but everything in the industry just looked all the same. So there was no way that he was going to, you know, get lumped in with this, you know, group that was already existing. But yes, I think he will start figuring that out as he grows his business. This was more, I believe, a I need business cards. Oh, I came up with this name so quickly and I don't like it. Like, well, then let's start again. No, I just want to move forward. I just want to get this done. That's where he was. He will not get to a point where he says, hey, I need to kind of look at this all again and like really figure things out. (laughs) Right. So that is such a good lesson for new bloggers, small business owners who want to start a website or do a website redesign is clearly understand your brand voice, your personality, same thing, your message, what your audience wants, what your business needs. So you can help drive that. It's not just about the words on your website. It's about the imagery that supports those words and the whole experience. Yep. The experience. So Jamie, are you open for work now? Are you a busy freelancer or do you keep looking for jobs? If so, where can people find you? I am busy, but I like to keep busy. Okay. (laughs) Yes. And like I said before, I like to have like a variety of projects. Otherwise I get very bored just doing the same thing over and over and over again. So that's why I working in-house at places was never necessarily my thing. I like to have a nice variety of projects. I have a website, jamiebrizolera.com. That is where you can find my portfolio and that definitely needs to be updated. (laughs) It's like the cobbler's kids don't have shoes, right? (laughs) Every time I go there, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I really need to. (laughs) Well, I really appreciate your insights. You constantly proved through our conversation about the importance of content strategy to support visual design. And what visual designers need to know about content strategy, what small business owners need to know about getting the visual design that they need to support their websites. So thank you for your time. And again, if anyone wants to reach out to Jamie, go to her website at jamiebrazilara.com. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Rebecca. So there you have it. 
A huge thank you to Andrea Clunder and Edwin Ruiz at the Creative Imposter Studios for editing the Succeed with Content Strategy podcast. Please subscribe so you can hear more interviews from people who are succeeding with content strategy.